0: Alright, good evening everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is October 22nd, 2020 and this is week 90. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions of them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. We always enjoy the interaction and having people tune in to see what thus says the lord and i see we already have a couple of comments Alexandria says the title just blessed me well i'm glad that that is the case you know that is our goal to always reach somebody in one way or another and sister beta says praise the lord y'all praise the lord to you as well thank you for tuning in and as you can see from the title we'll be talking about god's hand being stretched out still have you ever heard of the saying I'm at my wits end. I'm so angry with somebody. I can remember making my parents angry so many times while I was growing up. They would whip me where they would ground me or put me on some kind of other punishment. But at the end of the day, they still were looking out for me. They still had, you know, would make me something to eat. They still would give me what I need for school the next day. And that's how God is. Cause we make him, we fall short. Of his glory just about daily and he always you know keeps looking out for us his hand is always still stretched out no matter how angry he gets but we have to hold on we have to grab onto the hand though it's not just him doing everything we have to do something on iron as well so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message i hope each and every single one of you get something out of it
1: Thank you, Melvin. As always, before we move too far along in the program tonight, we'd like to start by saying a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can and will bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for just this moment in time, this moment that you've allotted us so that we can come before your throne of grace, asking you for mercy, blessing your holy name, thanking you first and foremost for all that you've done for us. But Lord, we're asking for your mercy, your grace, your truth, your love, your compassion, that it would overflow in us, that we would be able to share it amongst each other. Lord, we're asking that you would continue to be that light that guides us. Lord, we're praying that no matter what problems that we're facing throughout our daily lives, that you would continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm. So Lord, we're praying these many blessings. We're praying that, someone would get something out of tonight's message as Melvin mentioned already that someone would be enlightened someone would be encouraged someone would grow in God's strength Lord we're praying these many blessings in your precious name Jesus amen amen so Melvin already introduced the topic we're talking about his hand being stretched out still because so many situations we get in we feel as if God has given up on us. We look around and we see friends give up on us. Family members turn their backs on us. People we never thought would ever come against us. But some kind of way they begin to say the most hurtful things to us. They begin to do the most hurtful things towards us. And it seems like there's no one else but God's hand is stretched out still. So we're going to look at this tonight and hopefully this will keep you going just a little bit further. So we're coming from the book of Romans chapter 10 and we'll pick up verse 21 first, but to Israel, he said, now this is God speaking to the church. Israel is nothing but the church. We can say, oh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an Israeli, I'm an American, I'm, I'm an African, I'm, I'm a German, whatever race we are. This is, <clears throat> he's talking to Israel, but now the Bible tells us that we are the Jews, those of us that have gotten saved, we are the Jews inwardly. So this is to the church. He's speaking to the church. So to the church, he said, "Mm -hmm.
0: all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a
1: disobedient and gang-saying people. All day long, (laughs) all day long, God says he's stretched forth his hand to us, to people who don't want to listen all day long. He's stretching forth his hands to
2: us. Go back up. Let's go back up to verse one. Brother, mm-hmm. my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is
1: that they might be saved. Paul's desire is that the church, we would be saved. Now he's talking about natural Israel here, but It also goes to the church. We make up the body of Christ. His desire is that we might be saved. Mm -hmm. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. Now, this is what we find in the church.
2: A people that are passionate about God. They
1: are, uh, they have this fervent love.
2: For God, but there's a problem. Mm-hmm. But, um, but not according to knowledge.
1: We still don't know. And what we don't know is that His hand is stretched out still. We don't recognize. We are being so disobedient. We're we're neglecting what God's saying and what He wants and his hand is stretched out still he said all day long I stretched forth my hand we talked about this the other night and whenever we do something all day long we're tired it doesn't take long for us to get tired of doing something we do it for if it's not one of our favorite hobbies we can't do it past an hour barely do it past 30 minutes We say, man, I'm tired of this, especially if it's work involved. But God said, I've been stretching forth my hand all day long. He's doing it so that we might be saved. That's what Paul's prayer was. God's reaching out to us. So someone can be saved. Now, this goes beyond heaven and hell we think God is only about heaven and hell but he's about living
2: he's about life life while on earth God is way more than about just
1: heaven and hell so he said all day long I've been reaching out to my people trying to help them see God has been doing this since the beginning it was God who told Israel that the life of the creature is in the blood. This wasn't about heaven and hell. This was about living. Because if you do any research, you'll find that. In times past, when people became sick, they decided the the physicians decided. Let's drain all the blood out of them. And the people died. But had we listened to God, we would have lived. But God told us this from the beginning. God is about living. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. We have to do certain things to live. So he's stretching forth his hand all day long trying to save us trying to preserve life trying to get us out of debt trying to get us out of bad health God wants to do these things for us that's his will that's the reason he's stretching forth his hand that's the reason he gives us his word so we can be wise so we don't fall into poverty He said, look unto the end so he won't be in poverty. He's doing all these things. It's more than heaven and hell. So this is the reason we find God stretching forth his hand to us to save us from all of the traps. From all of the problems that we'll find ourselves in, in life. He wants to save us. So he said. Pick us back up again at verse one, man.
0: Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is
1: that they might be saved. He said, it's my heart's desire that the church would be saved. That's the reason God's stretching his hands. So we can be saved.
2: Because he cares. He loves us that much The Bible tells us
1: he was rich. Jesus was rich and he became poor to show us how to make it out of poverty. He stretched forth his hands
2: to us. That was about more than heaven. He's doing all these things so that we might be saved. This is God's will. Mm Mm-hmm. For I bear them
1: record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. We just don't know. We just don't recognize when God's hand is stretched out still. I've seen it time and time again. When something bad happens to someone, their first thought is, man, I thought God loved me. This
2: cannot be. God this cannot be his will for me to go through this
1: hadn't when we make a statement like that we have no knowledge that his hand is stretched out still he hadn't changed his love for us
2: Melvin brought it up earlier and I can say the same thing parents they chastise you correct you whoop you
1: Raise their voice at you sometimes. But their hand was always stretched out still. Still gave you a place to stay. Still gave you a bed to sleep in, food to eat, water to drink. It might not have always been exactly what you wanted. But they still provided. Their hand was stretched out still. That's, That's God. Sometimes he has to correct us. Sometimes he has to prove us. We've seen him do that to Abraham. He proved it to Abraham, whether Abraham would follow him or not. We can look at that situation and say, there's no way God loves someone if he asked them to give their own child up
2: and kill him. But his hand was stretched out still. So, I want to move to the book of Matthew, I believe the 14th chapter. Yeah, chapter 14. And let's start at verse 26 here. And when the disciples saw
0: him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying it is a spirit
1: and they cried out for fear now we've read this story we know jesus walked out on the sea to his disciples all right but straightway jesus spake unto them
0: saying be of good cheer it is i be not afraid Mm -hmm. and peter answered him and said lord if it be thou bid me come unto
1: thee on the water now we find Peter here now people love to pick on Peter (laughs) people love to bring up
2: what Peter has done but we know the mistakes Peter has made
1: or he would have made after this he hadn't did them all yet at least the ones that we love to pick on we love to bring up the fact that Peter denied Jesus three times but now we find the Bible declares that Jesus knew the things that would happen to him he knew Judas would betray him he knew Peter would deny him so at this moment in time Jesus already knew what Peter would do
2: so Peter asked If it's you, Jesus, let me come out there. Mm hmm.
0: And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he
1: walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, Jesus allowed him to do it
2: despite.
1: Despite how much we hold against, and I won't say we, I take the we back, despite how much some people hold against Peter, what he did.
2: people still hold it against them. It's amazing, people still do this.
1: But so Jesus said, come.
2: Mm -hmm. But when he saw
1: the wind boisterous, he was afraid. He looked at his situation.
2: This is us.
1: God wants to save us. But we look at the situation. Let's just start back at verse 30 again.
0: But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink
2: Peter
1: cried. began to sink how often does this happen to us when we get in a certain situation and we begin to sink and immediately then we feel God is not on our behalf anymore once we start sinking once we're float as long as we're floating oh, God loves us man he's a great he's an awesome God man This is first, I'd like to thank God for how he's (laughs) that. That's how we talk. As long as we're floating, as long as we can swim, as long as our head is above water. But as soon as we sink, we get deep in our thoughts. We get so low to where we cannot see that God's hand is stretched out still. We can't see. He's still reaching down. He already knew we would sink. He knew that. He already knew Peter would sink here. Now, like I mentioned earlier, he's this is the same Peter that would go and deny Jesus three times that the Bible tells us he got so upset answering these same questions. He began, he lied so much, he began to curse,
2: swear, all these things as Jesus was being whipped and beaten, humiliated. Jesus knew this in this moment. He knew this was the same Peter that would deny him.
1: And Peter cried out, uh-huh. He cried saying, Lord, save me. He said, Lord, save me. This is us. We've been in situations where we've denied God. You say, oh, I never told anybody that Jesus wasn't real.
2: We still denied him because we disobeyed him. We ignored what he said. I know I've done it.
1: I knew things were wrong so many times in my life. I knew I shouldn't do this.
2: Still did it. That's nothing but denying. We're no better than Peter. So we cried
1: out, Lord, save me. He knew this. He knew we would deny him. The Bible tells us while we were yet sinners, Christ saved us. He said, Lord, save me. Uh Uh-huh. And immediately, immediately, Mm -hmm. Jesus stretched forth his hand, Hand stretched out still. Immediately, God doesn't hesitate to help us. Now, you may say, well, he didn't come when I wanted him to come, but he's an on time God. He's always there when we need him. See, Peter could have looked at this and said, look. You should have never let me sink in the first place. That's what we do to God. We say, you shouldn't have let me got in this situation to begin with. But who are we to tell God when his hand is stretched out still? Despite what we do, he's still trying to save us. This what Peter wasn't calling out, saying, Jesus, please, I want to be in heaven. That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about going to heaven right here. He's asking for his life to be spared. God's hand is stretched out still. So it says, and immediately, uh-huh, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and saved him. He saved him. What a mighty God that we serve.
2: God's hand is stretched out still. Mm hmm. And said unto him, O
1: thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Even when we doubt him, because
2: we do, even when we doubt him, he's still lending a helping hand.
1: Even when we have doubts, even when we straight up say, Man, This can't be God, this is too big for God, even when we feel that way,
2: he's still stretching out his hand to us. What a mighty God that we serve. What a mighty God that we
1: serve. So Paul said, it's my heart's desire. That God would save us. He would save the church. That's what Peter was finding himself needing. And that's what we're needing. Because you can say, oh, I'm already saved and sanctified. I'm on my way to heaven.
2: Yeah, but you still need saving from so many situations. You still need it.
1: We we cannot even count how many times God has saved us. Because we don't even know from the seen and unseen danger, God's hand was stretched out still. But it's so easy for us to look at the boisterous wind. It's so easy for us to do that. It's so easy for us to get caught looking at the surroundings, looking at other people looking at our friends saying, well, they have this and they have that. Not recognizing God's hand upon our situation. It's easy for us to look at social media and say, oh, look, look at what this famous person has and not recognize
2: God's hand is stretched out still upon us. It's so easy to do that. So we find Peter said, Lord, save me. And immediately
1: Jesus stretched forth his hands to save him.
2: He didn't pull him up to heaven. (laughs) He pulled him above the water. It's not all about heaven or hell. God is the God of living. So I want to get a scripture in uh Isaiah 59 verse 1.
1: Because we ought to know
2: what type of God we serve. Really quickly, um, we do have a, a few
0: comments. Um, Chris says, What's up, brothers? Um, what's up, Chris? How you doing? Thank you for tuning in. Mr. Rosie says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. And Levon asks, did we see the comment from Pope? Uh, I think I saw some articles where, um, he, I think he was saying the same sex marriage. Um, I did see um, an article talking about that. And Levon also says Peter was the only one of them that walked on the water. Thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for the interactions. We definitely do appreciate you guys.
1: Yeah, it's definitely good to see all of you guys here. And um, actually, uh, I haven't seen the Pope come in. I have to look into that afterwards. Uh, yeah, another one of
0: our regulars, uh, Roderick, says keep trusting. That's all we, we definitely, definitely, is all we can do is trust him. Definitely from the unseen stuff because that's what faith is. Mm -hmm.
1: So we'll pick it up in Isaiah 59 and verse one. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. His hand is not too short. You know, (laughs) whenever I read this verse, my mind always goes back to uh, just instances like where we've seen, uh, especially in TV, movies we'll see a cat uh is in a tree and you'll see a firefighter can't reach it so they have to climb up a ladder just so they can pull the cat down because their hand was too short their arms were too short we see the same thing when <laughs> dog falls into a well they can't reach down a person falls into a well can't reach down pick them up. We have to drop a rope or uh, do something, send a basket down just to pick them up. But God doesn't have that issue.
2: It doesn't matter how far we fall, how deep we get, how low we get, how uh,
1: the world counts us out, people count us out and say oh they'll never be able to Uh, get right they'll never be able to turn their lives around God's not saying that his hand is stretched out still he can still save it doesn't matter if you've been addicted to drugs addicted to uh, so many things that we struggle with in life doesn't matter his hand is stretched out still he can still save us that's what Peter called out for. That's what we called out for. Cause I can guarantee there's been some time in
2: our lives where we called on God for saving. And if you say you haven't, keep living. You will. Let's keep going there, Mel. That it cannot save, neither his ear heavy
1: that it cannot hear. He he doesn't sleep nor slumber. He still hears. We've seen Jesus portray all of this. He reached out and saved Peter. He
2: heard when he was asleep on the boat. He heard and he came to their rescue. He can do all things.
1: So we find time and time again that his hand is stretched out still. Despite how bad it looks, God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He can do more than we can even possibly ask. He can do more than we can possibly think. So what is it that he cannot do?
2: That's a mind bender. (laughs) There's nothing that he cannot do. Whatever he wants to accomplish, he can accomplish it.
1: We try and try and we still fail a lot of times.
2: We try and try. But sometimes it's just too much for us to bear. But that's not God. So, I'm hoping that
1: someone will see that God's hand is still stretched out towards them. Despite all, there is still joy in the midst of every storm because it should give us joy to know God is still looking to save us. That should give us some kind of joy. Because as I mentioned, when we opened up, people will turn their backs on you quick too. It becomes, what have you done for me lately? So that's where we are tonight. God's hand is stretched out. So I'm not going to prolong it tonight. At this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. I pray that someone would, uh, like I said, be encouraged be of good cheer we have a god that's hand is stretched out to us he's welcoming us he's reaching out to pick us up when we fall that's who he is so at this time i'll turn it back over to melvin (laughs) uh levon
0: commented again um he says uh his stretch. he stretched his hand to job after so much grief and pain yeah, Job, that's one man that went through a whole lot, whole lot. Um, we talked about that a long time ago, all the stuff that he went through, and he still kept his faith and trust in God. Even his own wife said, Curse God and die. But but he still, you know, stayed keep kept his eyes steadfast on what God had for him. And we saw how he lost all of his kids, his, his animals, everything, basically everything he had. And if we keep reading the book of Job at the end, we see all that he got, even more than he lost. So that's how we should think about things, because I know it's hard when you get in certain situations, um, minor inconvenience or major inconvenience. uh, We may feel like God is not on our side. We may feel like he's asleep. (laughs) He's just punishing us for no reason. But he's always there in the book of Revelation. um, Jesus says he's standing at the door and knock. So are we going to let him in? And, um, Tony said something earlier. He said, we don't know how many times God has saved us. That's so true. You know, we, we can thank God for, we, we may be on a motorcycle and a van may run a red light and almost hit us, but the van may miss. And we say, Oh, I thank God for that. But there are so many other times where we don't even know that he saved us. And yet we still complain about the, the minor inconveniences. We still lose the little bit of faith that we did have. We just saw Jesus called Peter, No, ye of little faith?" Because we're looking at the boisterous wind. We're looking at our physical situations. But we have to understand the God that we serve, <laughs> a waymaker, miracle worker. Is a song I know says, "He make a way out of no way." So that go, that begs the question, do we really trust God? Do we really have faith in God the way that we say we do? And these are questions that I had to ask myself. And he's definitely put me in some situations where I had no choice, but to trust him. And I don't like being in those situations, but I know I need to be in them because I need to trust God in everything that I do. And he already knows what's going to happen. Um, another thing Tony said earlier, he already knew Peter was going to betray him three times. He already knew Peter was going to lose his faith. And when he saw the boisterous wind, when he was walking on the sea, he already knew that Judas was going to betray him. He said that at the table, I'm eating with y'all. One of y'all is going to betray me. And all the disciples was like, is it, I? is it, I?" (laughs) he already knew these things, but he has to show us us. And um, LeVon says, "Pray for our young brothers and sisters in Nigeria." Definitely will, definitely will pray. Thank you for the comments, and I don't have anything else to say. Um, thank you all of you guys that um, have commented. We've gotten more than usual, so we really do appreciate the um, the interaction, and we hope to see you guys if on from here on out. And um, Lavon, if you or Roderick. Chris, anybody that commented, if you guys want to join another Bible study that we do on zoom, we do those every Monday and Wednesday at 7 PM central standard time. So if you can just shoot us a message, we would love to invite you to those meetings because, um, there is always powerful message. It's always important to see what God is trying to get us to do what God is trying to tell us because too many of us have our focus on something else. Too many of us have our Bible on a nightstand where it's collecting dust. I had somebody tell me that a while back when they found out that I was um, deep into the word that I am, as I am. And they said, Oh, my Bible was sitting on the nightstand collecting dust. Sometime I sit my Coke on it. <laughs> I'm like, you need to open it up and read it because I was at that point myself where I knew things were wrong but I still did it anyway because I had the type of mindset that well I mean I'm not here I'm not out here killing anybody I'm not out here stealing so I'm good I can do whatever else I want and I'm good I'm a nice person I hold open doors I shake people's hands I say yes ma'am yes sir but the thing is we don't understand that those things are not what saves us and uh, tony said we like to pick on peter for denying jesus three times when we deny him daily when we should be like what paul said i die daily because we have to give up what we like what the what this flesh wants because what the flesh wants is that which is ungodly and people are also upset with peter because he said what well, we must do <laughs> to gain salvation. Jews, uh, um, when they, when they killed Jesus and they, and they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter didn't say, Oh, you're good. Just repeat this sinner's prayer after me. Just say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross and he is my personal Lord and savior. And you're good. He didn't say that. What he said was repent. So change your ways. They didn't still go around killing. They had to stop that. They had to change their ways and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Every single one of you guys and people will look at baptism. Like it doesn't mean anything, but oh, it means everything. And I thank God for Nicodemus that was a man of the Pharisees. The ruler of the Jews named Nicodemus, and he came to Jesus that night and said, "Rabbi, what must I do to gain eternal life?" And Jesus said, "Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." And Nicodemus may have the same question that we have today: How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb a second time? And Jesus said, "Very, verily, verily, or truly, truly." I say unto you, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So we need both of those things. Especially when we read the book of Acts, It's all throughout the Bible, but especially through the book of Acts, that's where our salvation lies. Not in Romans, not in Ephesians, because a lot of people like to look at the verse where it says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But in another place, it says everyone who calls me Lord, Lord shall not be saved. And so it seems like the Bible is contradicting, but, as many of us do. So often we take the verses out of context. So, Again, if you want to join those Zoom meetings, um, just send a send a message to the page or Tony or my personal Facebook page. It does not matter. We would love to have you there. We have a group of, of people that's really consistent, really on fire for the Lord. So we'd love to have you there. I see that we don't have any further comments, so we're going to wrap it up right there. And We hope you guys enjoyed the message, and I would like to mention that next week will be a pre-recorded message, because I will be out of town but I hope you guys get some out of that message as well. And as I always like to say around here, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy count it all joy there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm so don't look at your physical surroundings but keep your eyes steadfast on god and what he has for each and every single one of us so we'll see you guys not next thursday well we will but it will be pre-recorded but the thursday after next we'll be back here live with another message coming straight from the word of god so you guys be blessed until then we'll see you guys next time thank you again for tuning in